Welcome back to the show. I'm B. Dougie, and you're about to learn the secret sauce. Yeah, so Koppel, welcome so much to uh, San Francisco. Have you been to San Francisco yet? Uh, I've been twice, um, but okay. both quite short trips. So Was it during Superbase times or previously? Yeah, one time with uh, Super... So one as a tourist and then okay. one as um, sort of Superbase to do some, some uh, fundraising yeah. uh, for one week only. Um, and then now this one's more like this sort of stuff, which is obviously a lot more fun. Excellent. Yeah, so I, I, I'm happy you're here because, uh, I mean, I live here, so... But you have a very interesting story, which is Superbase. But I wanted to actually cover like the origin story of Superbase. So Superbase, actually, do you want to explain what Superbase is before we even get even to there? Sure. Yeah. So we uh, Superbase is an open source Firebase alternative. We're building the features of Firebase, but we're using existing open source tools wherever possible. And um, really, what we are is kind of a Postgres as a service company. Um, we do a lot of stuff around Postgres. You sign up, you get a full Postgres database, and then we provide these tools that make Postgres incredibly easy to use automatic APIs, real-time functionality, auth, storage, um, uh, and now edge functions. So, uh, yeah, that's the core of it, really providing this um, developer platform that's incredibly easy to use for for backend. Excellent. Yeah, cool. So I'm a big Firebase fan. You actually were on my podcast, Jamstack Radio, if anybody hasn't heard of it. Uh, Google it. Uh, we learned a bit about the story, but, like, we're, I think, two years later at this point. Yep. So uh, can we... Like, why Firebase open source alternative? Like, how did you get to that point where you wanted to to build that? Yeah, so um, we were using Firebase in my previous company. Um, I had a startup, quite different, not a dev tools company. But um, our stack was basically, yeah, Postgres. And then we were using Firebase for one part of it. It was a messaging part, um, which Firebase is incredibly good at. But we hit a scaling issue around... Um, yeah, just the number of receipts we were getting out of the database. So I had to migrate it into the Postgres database that we had. And in that process, of course, Postgres does not have real-time functionality. So I ended up, um, yeah, went through a few iterations, but I wrote a real-time engine using Elixir, and I open-sourced that um, around the end of 2019, and it started getting traction, and that was kind of the impetus for, for starting Superbase. I knew I wanted to do a DevTools company, but that was kind of the thing that lit the flame and, uh, yeah, kick-started it all. Well, was, so that, was that called Superbase at that point? No. no what was no. it called then? It was just called, the, the engine was just called Realtime. Realtime? Yeah, because, okay. you know, I'm a big fan of just naming things for exactly what they do. So it, uh, it, It's better than, like, pink, pink, purple, pookie pants. Yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out what, what am I using this library for? Well, you know, and developers never know. Uh, I think it's one thing. They're not very good at just saying what it is first. So uh, yeah. I always try to name things exactly what okay. they do. So where is real time now? Did that get embedded into what Superbase is today? Yeah, we just created a new org. Um, it was under my personal account. And we just shifted it in there. And now we park everything under Superbase. Okay, excellent. So Superbase... So when did you officially say, okay, we need an org, we're going to make this a real thing? Yeah, so end of 2019, that's when it started getting traction, and I thought, ah, oh, now's the time to do Superbase. I'd kind of been planning to do this database company for a while, 
and I approached my co-founder and pitched him on the idea. I think I pitched him the idea of actually like an app, uh, like a um, app store for for Postgres or something like that, where it had a bunch of functionality. I mean, that would be useful. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's essentially what we've done. Yeah, um, with the, you have the Superbase plugins. With yeah. Superbase, we've got extensions and everything that we build for Postgres. So it's it's kind of like that, but the positioning for the Firebase alternative. Uh, well, we started building that. Um, I convinced him to join. He he also had a startup, and he um, left that to uh, work on Superbase with me. And you know, we we're talking to a lot of people and finding out what they um, what they like and what they use. And everyone loved Postgres, and everyone used Firebase. <laughs> and so we discovered well, the reason why is because it's just so easy to use Firebase. It's great. Yeah, the developer experience was like. So I use Firebase. I was a, a wannabe iOS developer. I learned Swift and Objective-C, then Swift, and yeah. then React Native eventually. But uh, Firebase was like my, what core, was it core data, I think, it was like the out-of-the-box data solution for Xcode and Objective-C or whatever. Okay. Uh, but Firebase made it so easy because yeah. it like, the developer experience of knowing, okay, I just want to filter on this this table. Exactly. Let me do that. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's what I could do. And I think with Superbase, like, uh, which I mentioned already, but like, I'm building a Superbase project powered for open source. Yeah. Uh, literally this channel, which is hotopensauce.pizza. And I just had like a sort of like a dream of, hey, hey, what if I can just search for projects that people are interested in contributing to? Where am I going to store this? Superbase. It's easy. I can just ship it. So I won't get into more detail, details on how this works, but I'm just injecting or actually inserting a bunch of repos in there and updating the data like on a, a cron job every okay. now and then. A, and a Postgres cron job? or a, uh, No, I'm actually okay. using GitHub Actions okay. to do okay. that. Okay. Um, I could use a Postgres. I, honestly, I need to move off Actions because like we're going to hit. This is the only project I could actually even hit action limits. Okay, yeah. Uh, and it's because what we're doing is we're essentially scraping some parts of GitHub and okay. trying to make it useful for folks to find projects. But yeah, we're going to have to eventually migrate off of Actions. But for now... We're using that. Uh, we'll get a little more <laughs> sophisticated later. Sure. But I loved how easy it, I, I basically spent a couple streams because mm-hmm. everything I did to build this project was live streaming. Okay. Yeah. So like learning, learning super base and learning all this stuff was like live on air. Cool. And it was extremely approachable. Oh, uh, cool, cool, cool. So it was really built in in public. All, yeah, all for sure. It's all open source, built oh, in public. Cool. You can follow follow all the the pathway. But sorry, we diverged. We were talking about Firebase and the developer experience. Yeah, so at that point, you know, we thought, well, that's really the goal. We just want to make Postgres as easy to use as Firebase. And so we actually just adopted that positioning, the open source Firebase alternative. That day, someone posted us on Hacker News and it went kind of crazy. Um, We went from like eight databases to 800 overnight. We had a hosted platform from day one, so you can sign up. And um, typically open source projects start with just the self-hosting and then go platform. But we decided we'd go straight in. And uh, yeah, since then it's just been building out. Firebase to the credit is like a huge suite of tools and uh, it's a lot to build. So um, we're just always playing catch up. So you convince Ant, who's your your co-founder, to leave his previous startup yep. to join you. Yep. Um, how are you connected to Ant before? Yeah, so um, we both moved to Singapore at the same time, okay. actually. And we um, did this program called Entrepreneur First, which is quite cool. Uh, it started in the UK, and they've got um, accelerators all around the world. And what they do is they just throw like 100 people in a room together, 
Um, the idea is that you form a startup in that room, but it's quite deep tech. So like people doing quantum computing. I was working on the metaverse. This is like 2017, I think. Okay, wow. And uh, like augmented reality, all sorts of weird stuff. Um, he started a crypto company back then. Um, and then I ended up dropping out and doing another um, startup with someone I, I knew. And we, so we didn't work together there, but we ended up living together uh, in this like hacker house of like five people all doing different startups. And uh, after a couple of years of building um, my next startup, I, I thought, well, now's the time. Who's the best techie I know? And he is. So, <laughs> so I, I literally had to like, I sat him down, pitched him, had a deck and told him, you know, what we're going to build. And he, yeah, kindly agreed. That That is awesome. I mean, to get someone as, as talented as Ant and, and to also convince him to say yes to, yeah. to your startup over his startup. Yeah, well, the way I convinced him was I knew what he really wanted. He he had applied five times to get into Y Combinator. Yeah. So I just pitched him on the idea that we're going to assemble this team that they could not say no to Y Combinator. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll agree. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I was also declined from Y Combinator we, Yeah, well. well, it's hard to get into, yeah, yeah. I think. So, I think so, I didn't realize how hard it was to get into and luckily luckily we did uh, yeah did you apply to y combinator previously oh uh, no no no. i hadn't applied before um i just didn't think my business is suited previously uh, yeah. y combinator but this one clearly did it's developer tools and you know it's it's yeah <laughs> it's a y combinator company cool yeah so uh so you got into y combinator you started Superbase, and you always like i've heard stories of folks getting the y combinator but then they pivot. So have you always had the same idea from day one to sort of power through? Yeah, actually. So before we even got into YC, um, like we updated the tagline on our um, on our homepage to the open source Firebase alternative put back by YC. And that day someone put it on um, Hacker News and it went like straight to the top. And usually you wait and you do like a launch Hacker News. And um, the guy Danji um, or Dang um, who moderates just said, well, this is now your launch Hacker News. Yeah. So he just changed the the thing to say launch Hacker News. And um, so it was very popular and everyone said what they wanted. Developers are very <laughs> clear what they, what they want. So um, we knew that we had sort of hit um, the right positioning and we knew what we had to build to um, like uh, reach more customers. Yeah. So we didn't have to pivot at all. We just needed to build extra things that they asked for. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a great position to be in uh, to be able to say like, okay, we have an active customer base, or I don't know if you're even charging at that point because I know it was a while before you even had even pricing, which like even I feel like now I am underpaying what I'm using you for. So, so I guess I wanted to ask: you went to YC, but you did it all remotely from Singapore. Yeah, that was so. The company started January 2020. And that's, I think, March 2020 is when um, COVID really started kicking off in, yeah. in Singapore, at least. And um, so that was the first ever summer 20 was the first YC fully remote batch. And yeah. we had to do it from Singapore, like during strict lockdowns. So we we're just dialing in and doing a lot of midnight phone calls because of the time zone is so shocking from Singapore to, to the US. But uh, it was good because it meant that we could focus just on building, which is really what we should have been doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a great time because I remember that time I actually 
honestly, that's when I got serious on open source. Okay. Whereas during lockdown, that's yeah. when I started cleaning up code. I added login yeah. functionality before you could not log into the product. So I remember that time when I was actually shipping side project stuff, but to work on my company, my full-time business like that is an amazing time to get started. Yeah. So wait, were you, you were, all of you were in Singapore then at that point? Yeah, well, there weren't many of us. So when we sort of got in, there were three and probably by the end of YC, we had maybe six or seven people and um, they're all, yeah, we're fully distributed, the company and, you know, like during YC, they say don't hire, but we had so much to build that we knew techies from our previous companies that we could bring in and additional ones like, for example, we use a tool called Postgres, which is with a T and it auto generates an API on top of your Postgres database. And luckily I had been in touch with the um, maintainer of that. And um, I reached out to him just to say, hey, we're in YC and we're using this just to let you know, I try to make sure we give props to um, any tool that we're using. And he said, well, I'm looking for a job. <laughs> and he was in Peru. So um, because we're fully remote and distributed, we said, well, just work full time on it and we'll pay, f- pay you to do that. So. Um, that was kind of the start of like us thinking, well, we can find these great developers everywhere and why not just make the whole company like this fully distributed as much as yeah. we can. Yeah, and speaking of finding great developers, Superbase, majority of the product is open sourced. Mm-hmm. It's yep. been open sourced in day one. So like, did you, what was the, what was the reason for being open source? Yeah, uh, well, I think mainly and to myself, first of all, are philosophically aligned to everything being collaborative and open source and, and sharing. That's, so that's n- number one. Um, and, you know, it's just a better world if we're improving existing technology rather than always coming up with new ways of doing things and which have already been solved in the past. So that's part of the, like, Postgres story, Postgres. Each of these tools are already great. Why build yet another one of these? Um, so that's that's one reason. Uh, I mean, there's many of the other reasons which everyone speaks to. Of course, it's great for developers. There's no lock-in. You can self-host. All these are additional uh, really neat features. But to be honest, the core of it is just because we like that version of the world better than yeah. better than a proprietary one. But are you not concerned about like competitive advantage or edge or anything like that? Not really. I mean, there's parts of Superbase that we expect people will take like uh, and Superbase is kind of a suite of tools right so it's kind of like well which part of Superbase are they going to take maybe some of our extensions we've got a GraphQL extension which I I know a lot of people are interested in but um, otherwise like we're using tools which are already open source and yeah. We, like Postgres, I mean, we kind of owe it to Postgres to keep everything open source because we're leveraging Postgres itself. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a give and take. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's beneficial because then, I mean, it probably is easier. You mentioned it's, it's easier, you wouldn't be able to hire during YC, but just finding people to work on Superbase, you can just look directly in like the open source repo, right? Yeah, like our hiring strategy is basically, especially at the start, we were just getting people contributing and then they were becoming too good to ignore and we just said, well, do you want to do that full time? Yeah. <laughs> so that was great. Um, that's just yet another benefit of open source. And people who um, we hire now, we look at their open source contributions, what they've been doing. Are they philosophically aligned in the same way and motivated by the same things? So, yeah, I mean, there's so many benefits to open source. Yeah. And how do you, what, like, what's your step for even discovering, like, how do you even notice someone's like, hey, you keep showing up in my PRs? 
And we keep merging you. Um, you just noticed them, I, yeah. I guess. Like, I, I heard there's a tool coming up that uh, we can... Yeah, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, we, we open source. Like, we're, we're building a platform. So, like, the thing that's still a work in progress is what we've been, we've been provided from GitSense. And, like, I even pointed out Mild Tomato as someone who's, like, sticking out as, like, a sore thumb of, like, hey, this person's doing a lot of good work. Uh, or it could be bad work. Who knows? But, like, obviously, there's somebody you should probably talk to. Yeah. And you'd mention... Well, that's Johnny. So he works in Superbase. I, I expect him to be a little bit higher, actually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll have a word to Johnny after this. Okay, yeah. Well, we definitely don't want to We don't want to no, basically no. crack there's, the whip. But there's plenty of people inside that, you know, I... Yeah, I, and this, I is, this is for the uh, Superbase, the, uh, the flagship repo, too, as well. So, like, we're not even breaking down, because I know Johnny from the UI uh, repo and had a, a quick conversation with him through email, just because we're going to be leveraging the Superbase UI, this uh, spoiler. Cool. Um, yeah, it's a lot of solve problems in there. Yeah. And so I guess what I'm getting at is like there's a really good indicator of like there's some folks who are making contributions uh, and then even it looks like you're leveraging Git Start and they're doing a good job of um, making contributions as well. But like Isaiah has got five PRs in the last month. Mm -hmm. Like is that an employee as well? No, he, he so this one, he's a 15-year-old kid in the oh. U.S., and he just started contributing, and uh, while he was at school, he just started like really contributing. And then we said, "Well, we'll give you an internship if you want. We'll pay you for this." And so that's like we just noticed him and wow. made him an offer. Yeah, that's amazing because like so we just had the CTO of Fig yeah. uh, come through and do one of these interviews with us, and he had mentioned that he at fifteen was working for Foursquare. Oh, really? Okay, cool. And. Um, so it's like almost like a sort of inverse, similar situation, but also a very common thing. I hear a lot of like 15, 16-year-olds who have some free time and want to get down and dirty in some code bases with a bunch of adults. And it's a good way to get your, your I guess, your feet wet in the industry. Definitely, yeah. Uh, not required by any means, but <clears throat> I think having access to this type of information, that's what we're trying to work on with open source. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the nice thing about open source in general, like we didn't know that he was 15, right? We just look at the quality of his code and it's good yeah. and you can be whatever you want and contributing. It really does not matter. Your your work speaks for itself. So that's kind of cool as well. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully we can be beneficial to you in the future as we Definitely. can highlight even folks who are contributing to some of the extraneous uh, outside projects as well. But yep. <clears throat> one thing that also intrigued me, so you mentioned the Superbase is a suite of tools. Mm -hmm. So, like, do you, off the top of your head, like, what is, what does that make up? Yep. Um, really, there's, like, first of all, you start at the bottom as Postgres, and everything we do kind of centers around Postgres. And then, like, there are, when you think about the main things that you need when you're starting a business are auth. Um, so, we've got an auth server, which you mentioned, GoTrue. Um, then there's an API. So, we've got um, Postgres, which auto-generates APIs. And um, when you think about APIs, we've kind of got three, a RESTful API, uh, um, a GraphQL API, and a real-time API. Then we've got storage for storing large files, images, videos, things like that. And then we've got um, uh, one final thing now, which is edge functions. And all of these things work together, and they're very nicely integrated with the database, row-level security. Uh, we leverage Postgres as much as we can. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good suite of tools. And it's funny because, like, I've, I've been growing the open source product around those tools, like edge functions thing that we've been waiting for 
Because <laughs> yeah. like that's one of the things like we're still using actions for is because like oh we just wanted to like do some transformations of the data we're disingesting and mm. like so the one thing we have is we have voting uh, and that specifically like when you calculate the votes for the day yep. like we we want to essentially build like the product hunt for open source projects okay cool and uh, we can't do that until we can just like run the cron okay to basically say okay this is the votes for today here are the votes for the week here's who is worth celebrating and then like generate the newsletter yep so like cool. that's that's the roadmap for this one product okay cool and uh we can now do that all in superbase nice okay. which is amazing now i could do it now because i'm i'm now working full-time on, on open source but i just didn't have time to uh to build it myself live on stream so yep look out for it by the time this video comes up maybe we'll have we've advanced to the point where now people can leverage this on a on a weekly daily basis I know it, it, I didn't mean to this to be like oh wow we're using Superbase this is <laughs> well commercial I like it you can promote Superbase as much yeah. as you want I'm, this podcast I'm glad is, like <laughs> this is actually very convenient because you can talk about the features related yeah, to yeah what you're building this is why I'm, I'm super happy to have you here in the Bay Area and in San Francisco to chat with you in person for yeah. the first time because we've actually chatted a couple times mm -hmm. uh, and it was funny because I think we chatted on the opens actually I don't think we chatted you talked with Mish. Uh, from GitHub. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, on Open Source Friday to talk about Superbase. And I don't even think you were in YC at that point. Uh, or you might have just gotten yeah, might might, got the YC. Yeah, exactly. And then we chatted, I think, on the heavy bit. Um, yeah, I had you on the podcast yeah. like maybe six or seven months later. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, I think you had then announced your, your seed fund or something yeah, like probably, that. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, the timeline, like, it, it's... It's funny because it seems so quick. Probably super fast for you. Well, yeah. It seemed, well, it's been what, just over two years since we started, two and a half years yeah. maybe. But uh, yeah, a lot's happened. <laughs> yeah, and congratulations on the Series B that was announced uh, probably a couple weeks ago. Yep, yeah, exactly. We just raised uh, $80 million from, from Felicis, was the lead investor. And then um, we had KOTU join as well, who have been great investors. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I see them. A lot. Yeah, yeah. really? Yeah, it's, it's funny because uh, you had mentioned um, uh, in passing in like another conversation, never heard of the, the VC firm, but now I'm seeing them um, in uh, quite a few other open source and dev tools yeah, as well. It's pretty cool actually because they, not to promote them too much, yeah. but uh, I mean, they deserve it because like they're a big hedge fund and um, I'd never heard of them. But after YC, we thought, oh, let's just raise money from, um, from angels, developer yeah. angels. You would know. Yeah. Um, so we reached out to a bunch of developer angels and uh, people who understood what we were trying to build, and we just planned to raise money from from just angels, no VCs. Yeah. And then they came in and just kind of gave us an an offer we couldn't refuse, and yeah. they said, "Well, we still want you to take the money from the angels, so we'll leave plenty of room for them if you want." Yeah. And so that was cool. We just had like uh, these uh, this big hedge fund give us some some money and a bunch of angels, and yeah, from there yeah. it kind of accelerated. They did our Series A, so I didn't really need to do too much work for it. Wow. And then um, yeah, it sounds like you just kind of got in the right place at the right time. Singapore YC remote, um, but also like uh, you you mentioned it. I'm a angel of Superbase, so yep. I got into that round, mm -hmm. uh, which I appreciated. Like. I got introduced by, I think, a few people really? in that round. Okay. Yeah. So I think uh, Sean uh, Swix, Swix I, yeah. I call him Sean, but everybody knows him by Swix. Yeah. Um, Ihani. Yeah. And then there was a third person who all three of them reached out to me. I was like, hey, you should talk to Koppel. And I was like, actually, I already talked to him. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so then I reached out. I was like, oh, hey, you're doing a round. Like, let me join. Had to be my first angel investment. Was it? Um, okay, cool. But it was also the first time I heard of folks leveraging DevRel. Um, as like an angel, a pool of angel investors, 
and I see I've seen the trend pick up. Oh, really? A lot. Okay. Yeah, I've cool. seen more because I get a lot of people reaching out to me. Cool. Uh, I don't say yes to everything, so but if it's good, let me know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it's genius because in DevRel, we I get GitHub when I was DevRel at GitHub. I don't talk about GitHub all the time when I'm doing DevRel. Yeah. Because at the, at the end of the day, it's it's enough is enough. Yeah. <laughs> like you already know the features yeah. and the product you own on my content. But I get an opportunity to talk about Superbase because Superbase is on GitHub. Mm -hmm. So my tactic for DevRel at GitHub has always been, let's just talk about the stuff they're using. Like if you're using actions or if you're using this or discussions, I can talk about that. Yeah. It makes it so much easier. Yeah, exactly. And like to, for me to angel into like, yes, there's a conflict of interest, but at GitHub, I'm not actually selling anything. Uh, it's all free open source customers. So anyway, I think it's genius. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, it really, it wasn't so much the tactic that we wanted them to necessarily the angels to promote us but like i actually have a bit of a <laughs> i'm not a huge fan of vcs they typically like push you in the wrong yeah. direction whereas like angels are just way more chill <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that they're, was kind of what they're invested in you yeah and, and they kind of get how slow maybe like uh, open source projects take a long time database projects take even even longer yeah. so they kind of get that more than vcs with their five-year um, life cycle so yeah so um, that was really the reason, but it turned out to be yeah great because we can we did some nice blog posts about the angels and why they invested and what was important, and it turned out to be a great tactic as well. Yeah, it, and speaking of tactic in blog posts, who's running your Twitter account? Well, right now, yeah, it's mostly Ant. Ant, okay. Ant, Ant is the meme king. Is, <laughs> he apparently is because yeah. I I actually in Devrel circles, yeah. I point to the Superbase Twitter account. <laughs> All the time. Yeah, okay. So I, I'm glad that I know who it is. Because yeah. I, I had assumptions, but I was all wrong. Like, I didn't know it was Ant who was driving the meme, the meme king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. And, uh, yeah, it's one that's very hard to replicate. It's hard to hire someone who gets yeah. the gets the exact developer mindset slash meme funniness, what's okay, what's not. So, um, yeah, and he's been going quite hard at the moment on the memes. So uh, I think every time... You know, he kind of takes it over. We just see yeah. engagement go through the roof. <laughs> I mean, but there's like, there. I'm trying to find a, a good one recent, but they're like, they're they're good enough that like even GitHub's picking them up. So okay. I think there was there was one of the guy, the kid who was streaming and had like the yeah. flamethrower. And yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, the Twitch streamer. Yeah, 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 and like it was like a perfect meme. Yeah, and like even GitHub, like I was like, well, to be honest, I went to the the GitHub Slack and I was like, hey. We need to we're tweeting. <laughs> we saw a few people and we've got uh, actually like every time we meet our investors, we send them a meme first and then we go through the monthly updates oh, yeah? of, of that. But yeah, um, so like it's really just part of our culture. And yeah, we see plenty of people steal them, but that's that's great. I mean, we also take memes from other people. That's how Twitter should be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's genius. And I think the, even like uh, you mentioned before, I think we hit record like Superbase around 35 folks. Like you've been able to sort of keep that culture intact, but also keep it remote and friendly because you don't have a centralized location. No, are you? I imagine you're you're centralized in Delaware, probably. Yeah. So our company set up um, in Delaware officially, um, and we have an entity in Singapore, but we're fully distributed. So um, thirty five across seventeen countries, I think it is at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, and then so how do you make decisions in the open source side? Um, like what products and things to Yeah, I mean, you have a roadmap. Yep. And, but you also have folks who are contributing. Okay, yeah. So how do you make sure, 
like, do you just let folks contribute where they feel like they want to contribute or do you try to nudge people in the right direction? Yeah, well, what you'll find mostly with these larger projects is that the contributors will come in and they'll do the easy things. So um, we try to give a few layups, so to speak, yeah. on, on uh, what they can contribute. I love basketball. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, by the time that this comes out, we, we should actually do a prediction. Who do you think <laughs> is going to win? Uh, I was saying Warriors in five, but this is what, game six? So yeah. Warriors in seven. Okay. So no, no, Warriors we, in six. Okay, we should do a bet on it. I'll take the counter position. By the time that this comes out, we yeah. should, uh, we'll pay up. So $10 on, on the Celtics. <laughs> Yeah, $10, yeah. all right. All right. <laughs> Do you take cash out? Yeah. Um, yeah, but basically, so the contributors, yeah, they come in usually and do the small things like client libraries and things. We try to make sure that we um, leave space for, for contributors. Yeah. And um, the larger ones will employ maintainers, so they have their own um, yeah. roadmaps. But then otherwise, like the bigger features is largely up to us. Like we don't have to really say no to too many things. Okay. Sometimes we, we have to like put a hold on some things like... Um, at the moment, there's interest in contributing Web3 logins to, to yeah. GoTrue, um, which would be very cool. But um, the EIP, the spec, is not formalized yet, so it might introduce some security concerns. Uh, yeah. So on occasion, we have to say no or not yet, um, yeah. but it hasn't been too much of an issue. Okay, cool. And then can you explain the Super Squad? Because I discovered what the Super Squad was a couple months ago. Yep. So what is that? Yeah, well, largely we saw these people coming in and contributing a lot, and we thought, um, well, we want to pay them if we can. So yeah. we have a squad of people that um, that can either be paid or unpaid. It doesn't matter. We just try to like um, bring them in, um, make them kind of a bit more part of the family. They can see the roadmap a little bit more. We'll have events and hangouts. Um, if they're really contributing and maintaining, we'll also sponsor them for that um, through Open Collective. And that one's tricky because, like, actually, a lot of the time we'll pay people and then they lose interest in yeah. contributing. You know, honestly, I've seen the same thing through the Open Source where yep. I, folks, if their first contribution is a paid issue, it's usually the last yep. contribution. Uh, but if they've come through and they're like, they've shown interest and asked questions, and I'm like, hey, I've got a bigger problem then they end up sticking around and they're like, oh yeah, I'll solve bigger problems with you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting one because, yeah, I, I get the mindset. Like you don't want to, if you're contributing in your spare time, you don't want it to be a job. You yes. kind of want to do it for fun. So um, like then if you're going to pay them, you've got to pay them enough that it is a like kind of their job and it's going to be replaced. And so it, like it just puts incentives kind of out. So you know, it's a it's a very hard one to actually strike the balance for open source contributors. But for the most part, everyone loves swag. Everyone loves stickers. We try yeah. to make sure that we give them, give back in some way uh, for the amount that they're giving us. Yeah, or you can pay them in memes as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that too. And just, um, and, and if nothing else, like people enjoy contributing. They'll like post on Twitter and we'll promote them that they're doing that. They can put it on their CV. We see people applying to Superbase, like saying with, that with PRs that say, hey, I did this thing yeah, for you. Exactly. And they've got it in their CV, which they're probably sending to other companies that they're an open source contributor to Superbase, yeah. which I think is cool. That's what people should do. Yeah, there's a there's a GitHub repo, which is the uh, the resume, uh, which will generate a resume of your contributions. Um, that is, it was created years ago. I don't think it's actually still being maintained. Uh, actually, one of the ideas we have for open source is to be able to export your resume and be like, hey, 
job please yeah we we really take that as one of the leading indicators when we employ people we look through their history and what contributions they've done which organizations they're like involved in so i think yes yeah. it's, it's a cool Great. Yeah, I mean, it, there, it's almost like there should be a tool yep. uh, to be able to they make should. this a lot easier. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait until this fall when we could actually share more of this. Definitely, definitely. For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a, a great conversation. I don't want to wind this down right away yet because we didn't even touch on your, your launch weeks and the things that you've been doing. So, like, when was the last launch week? It was probably a, like a month or two yeah, ago? Yeah, end of March. End of March. Okay. So, cool. a few a months. months ago. Yeah. So what's the what's like the uh, the thought process through that? Because like they seem very consistent, and they always have s- usually like pretty hefty features. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That people have been waiting for that show up in the launch weeks. Yeah. So basically, you know, what normally happens is you ship, 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 and then no one takes time to market what they shipped or yeah. to tell people what they've shipped. So we basically take this philosophy that we do the ship and shout sort of strategy. So um, at some point, you've got to put down like your coding brain and pick up your marketing brain and just um, say, hey, here's what you asked for uh, yes. and here's how you can now use it. And that's what we do with the whole company. So we at the end of um, at the end of YC, we had this um, like thing where we launched our auth, which everyone was asking for. And when we did that, we saw like a lot more people interested in Superbase. Yeah. And so we kept, we decided, well, that's obviously a winning strategy. You ask for something, we ship it, we tell you about it. Why don't we do that? And then it so happened that we were just shipping so much that we had too much to say in one one day that we decided, well, why don't we just make it a whole week? Yeah. And so we started doing these launch weeks. Uh, I think we did three in 2021. We've done one so far this year. And we try to ship one thing every single day. And usually on the Friday, there might be like, a few things shipped or a few things <laughs> announced. We just got to <laughs> yeah. chuck them all in. And uh, a couple of times it coincides with maybe like Halloween or, or April Fool's. So we'll do some jokes as well. And of course, a bunch of memes. <laughs> yeah, it, it's awesome. Because like, I, I don't know if it was last time or the one time before, but the GraphQL got shipped. Mm-hmm. That was something I was waiting for because yep. open source were heavy in the GraphQL. Uh, honestly, we're not using GraphQL yet, uh, but we did do a rewrite and we'll probably introduce that soon. Cool. Um, but I, I appreciate it because, like, I don't have time to, like, check out release notes. Yep. Or even, like, blog posts. But, like, when I know it's a launch week, I know I'm just going to turn notifications on for the Twitter channel. Cool. <laughs> and uh, just, like, get notified when things are, are shipping. So, life hack, if you want to be a part of the next launch week, turn on the uh, the um, notifications on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, but you also even coincide, like, hackathons around the launch weeks yeah, as well. Yeah, we do hackathons. And usually the first day is um, reserved for promoting other communities within nice. uh, the sort of super base ecosystem. So it can be either the tools, like we might try to promote um, Postgres or Postgres, um, and we'll you know, talk about the um, things people are building, maybe like open source, and then we'll um, really try to, it's one thing that's unique about Superbase, we're kind of a community of communities, and so we try to make sure that we put the spotlight on others as well. Love it. And usually that's our Monday, and then from then on. All right, we'll see you in the next Hack Week. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we're we're about to, uh, I'm, I'm so excited to be in the position to be able to like play with tools like this and like keep up to date with things and ship some cool features. And uh, I'm super appreciative of you taking time out of your your busy week uh, meeting with investors and community members and customers. Um, but 
With that said, folks, check out Superbase if you haven't. It's open source, alternative to Firebase. Uh, it's an awesome product. Uh, I'm not only a um, card-holding member, I'm also an investor and a super fan as well, which I don't know if that's already something you already uh, coined. <laughs> it is now. That's great. Right. Thank you very much. And thanks for having me on the podcast, and thanks for using Superbase. All right. Well, you heard it first, and uh, stay saucy, everyone. The Secret Sauce of the podcast produced in-house by Open Source, the open source intelligence platform providing insights by the slice. If you're in San Francisco and interested in being a guest on the show, find us on Twitter at SaucedOpen. And don't forget to check out OpenSauce at opensauce.pizza.